feel like there's chili in my eyes, which sounds like a mistake that I made. It sounds like a song. Chili in my eyes. Hello. Hello. Welcome for the first time to our podcast. It's the first time we've tried to record today and the last time. Yes. So better work out. Um, my mic is going to just sporadically turn off throughout the episode. I will not be editing it out because I don't feel like it this week. So that's going to be just kind of a fun mm. feature of the episode. Mm. And maybe it'll tie into the movie. Who knows? Yeah. We don't know. I don't remember what movie we watched. Um, and it's, it was the title of the invite I sent you. I didn't look at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't read your emails. I just click on the thing. Okay. It doesn't say it. Oh, it doesn't. No. Okay. So I mean, okay. It's not my fault. It is the URL of this page that you're on. It says username Melissa. <laughs> I've been having a real fun allergy week. How about you? Uh yeah. I don't know. I've got a headache, but that might also be because I didn't take my meds today. So, I'll look out for us. Yeah. My nose is nonstop running, though. Yeah, I had some really spicy noodles last night, and my nose just started running. I'm like, this actually feels good because yeah. my head has been clogged up for a while. <laughs> the sweet release. Oh, yeah. How was how were your noodles? Very good. We got them last time too, and we were like, oh, these are quite spicy, but they're very good. So we got them again. Um, and they're spicier this time, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> but it's again, very good. Um, but yeah, we got other stuff too. So it's like, eat it with other things, and it doesn't, doesn't hurt my mouth so much. Maybe they get incrementally spicier the more you order from them. Yeah, they're like, well, if, you order, if you're ordering again, you must like this. So here you go. <laughs> Um, what you, what have you been up to this week? Uh, lots of walks. Walking yeah. is just my thing now. Nice. And my kitchen's very clean. Oh, and nice. I play D and D. And so those are kind of my activities. Well, not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I keep thinking I want to go for more walks, but then I keep thinking also, what if I didn't? I think that sometimes, but then... Yeah. I go well yeah I don't but I do leave my house sometimes for work so yeah I think that's the major difference is you have an obligation which requires you to leave your house yeah and I have nothing I have nothing yeah well but have you been seeing really cool flowers oh man I saw really cool flowers actually what the I'm gonna look up what they're called and I saw a really round tree. I'm gonna, I'll post the video on a Twitter. Ooh. You guys are in for some good flower picks. <laughs> my uh, group chat with some of my friends, um, we've just been asking sort of general questions. And my, I was like, guys, you see any cool flowers lately? Because I had a dream I stole these ones. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream I stole these really dark purple irises from one of my neighbors because they're really cool and I want them and they have some extra ones like growing in their alley and I 
dreamt that I stole those, but then when I'm awake, I'm like, you shouldn't take those because they might want them. Alliums? But... Alliums? Yeah. Ooh. I don't know what that is, so I'll look forward to the video. They're a member of the same family as garlic. Nice. Um, but they're like very, there's a bunch near my, in my neighborhood and they're very weird looking. They're super tall, but really round and several flowers arranged. Like they look like a giant dandelion, but bright purple. Oh yeah. Oh, those yeah. are cool. I love those. There's, um, I guess, I think it's like thistle near my house. Like there's just a patch of, um, flowers at the corner of one street that I think people accidentally planted sort of thing like they threw their weeds there and they started growing um and there's some what I assume are thistles because they're sort of like up sort of like in a weird claw like a what is it called a blooming onion sort of way and there's this is super bright bright purple Ooh, Ooh that it, sounds nice they're very pretty what kind of flower is that little purple one that you gave me in my bouquet um the little purple one might be lavender is that lavender paul asked that and it didn't look like lavender to me does it look like a little cone yeah yeah lavender oh is it a lavender like bush that you have yeah i have a couple different kinds of lavender in my garden and the one i gave you i think was called butterfly lavender cute yeah what a good name for a flower yes <laughs> um Admittedly, I don't know too much about flowers. I've just been planting them lately. Oh, last night, because it was kind of nice out and it's supposed to rain this whole weekend, I um, I knew I had to pull apart my like lettuce and cucumber plants because I planted them all together, and apparently you're not supposed to do that. Um, oh. So I took them out, and I started like peeling them off and putting them places, and I feel like I have like 300 lettuce plants. I can't remember if I said lettuce or lavender, but I meant lettuce and cucumber. Okay. Um, and like less cucumber plants, uh, but still a lot. So I'm like trying to find places to plant them around my Aww. house. <laughs> I planted so many, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't Aww. know who's going to survive. And I will be bringing you some at some point. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. I'll take whatever you're getting rid of. No, perfect. Because I think I sent you a picture, and it's like just this huge clump of the left. <laughs> Oof. There's plant, plant segment done. Okay. Do you want to talk about the movie? Sure. Let's get, let's get started. Okay. So, what to wait? My name's Barbara. Uh, my name is Melissa. And you're listening to. I forgot. I forgot to say I forgot. We did it. Yeah. Perfect. We're smart and good all the time. <laughs> we know how things work. We're not doing this where we can see each other, so it's hard to time things, but it makes us pay a bit more attention. My mic turned off, but you didn't notice because you were talking. Hang on. I forgot. And then I'll just edit that one in earlier. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, and this week, we forgot... You've got mail! You've got mail. Which I really did forget, because it is a very forgettable movie. I forgot until earlier this morning, when I a question occurred to me. 
And so I will now pose this question to you. How many songs from the soundtrack of that movie do you recall? Okay, like none, but also I know they were very popular songs. Like I know all of the songs. Right? Like I had, I don't even, I wasn't even confident in that. I remembered that there was music happening in You've Got Mail. Mm-hmm. I feel like, um, was it that Kiss Me song was in it? You know, beneath the milky twilight. I don't know. I will read you the soundtrack. Okay. Puppy Song by Harry Nilsson. I don't know that one. No. Dreams by the Cranberries. Splish Splash by Bobby Darren. Yeah, I know. Dummy Song by Louis Armstrong. No. Her- Remember by Harry Nilsson. I don't know this man. Leave me alone. Dream by Rora Or Orbison. Rockin' Robin, Bobby Bird. Yeah. Lonely at the top, Randy Newman, Sign Sealed Delivered, Stevie Wonder, yeah. I Guess the Lord, Sinead O'Connor, Over the Rainbow, Harry Nilsson. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> just a bunch of notable songs and not a single note of them stuck in my brain. Um, when you said Sign Sealed Delivered, I was like, I do remember that I listened to that song recently, so it must have yes. been this movie. <laughs> but I have no association with it. Yeah. Don't know... <laughs> Well, I'm assuming because they're sending emails back to each other, so I guess that makes sense. Bit of an obvious choice, but uh, whatever. Well, but in, what is this, 1995? Bit of an obvious choice is all I'm saying. (laughs) I'm a bit more creative with our music selection. Yeah, well, I, like, I, I wanted to watch this just because I remember the name and I feel like I saw commercials for it when it was coming out when I was like six years old. Um, But I also wanted to watch it because I was like, this is such a a weird thing. Like people writing emails to each other before like online dating really became a thing. Like when this is when AOL existed. (laughs) I do like, I long for an MSN equivalent of this movie though. There'll be one. Also for the Tumblr parody that we pitched. <laughs> if someone falls in love with their Anon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what happened in this movie? Who fucking knows? I know that it starred uh, Meg Thomas Ryan Hanks. and Thomas Hanks. Um, and Parker Posey. Yeah, Parker Posey was in it. Dave Chappelle was in it, which surprised me a lot for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Meg Ryan is our main character. Yes. Who runs a bookstore. Yeah, a little bookshop around the corner or something like that. Yeah, which is an obnoxious name. Stop that. Yeah. Um, she's married to a very annoying man. She's not married. Oh, she's dating a very annoying man. Yes. <laughs> Just this plot, as weak as it is, would be uh, much worse if she were married. <laughs> it would at least be a little more interesting. A little more interesting, but I don't really want to see... I mean, like, they still were, but I I don't know why it would make that big a difference. But I'm like, I don't want to see a married person cheating on their spouse in this way, but, like, whatever. She cheated on her boyfriend in this way. Well, I mean, they weren't really 
They didn't cheat. They broke up before anything. Anyway. Anything physical happened, but there was definitely, like, she was keeping a secret about this, like, guy she met on the internet. Yeah, that was generally just very... The whole internet thing was not as fun as I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the entire time they're chatting back and forth, it's a secret. So you're like, I hate this interaction just by default. Mm-hmm. And then by the time they're both broken up, Tom Hanks is just fucking catfishing her. Yeah. Which is a different thing I hate. Yeah. It, like, it's unique to me hating that. <laughs> it's um it's not so much romantic as it is stalkerish. Yeah. I would say. Um and I know we're not really going in order here, but like partway through the movie, Tom Hanks finds out who Meg Ryan is, but she still doesn't know who Tom Hanks is as a like they've both met their characters have met, but they don't know they're the ones they're writing to. And so he uses that to his advantage for the rest of the movie. And there's not even any fault. Like, there's no consequence for this. Yeah. She's no, not she's, even a little bit annoyed. Yeah. Like, she has the right to be like, this is absolutely ridiculous. We're not talking to each other anymore. And she's like, yeah. I just, I wished it was you. I'd hoped it was you. Shut the fuck up. Man. Yeah. Like, anyway. <sighs> um. So that's the end of the movie. And so at the beginning. <laughs> um, Wait, yeah, so Meg Ryan's dating uh, just a, a man, just a man with many opinions who definitely went to college. And what does he write for? The Village Voice? Um, no, I thought a, it was The Times. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a columnist and he, he hates big business. And he hates technology. Yes. Except yes. for electric typewriters. There's like a scene, like just a throwaway joke with him in the background talking to someone about how um, he's wanting to pitch something um, really relevant to our time, you know, like something about the neo-Luddite movement. (laughs) Um, And then Tom Hanks is a big businessman who owns Fox Books and is opening a branch and planning on shutting Meg Ryan's store down. Yeah, with their superior business model. Fox Books, if anyone's wondering, is Chapters. Mm-hmm. And he's dating Parker Posey, who we're supposed to somehow conclude is a worse person than Tom Hanks. Yeah, for the most part. Because she doesn't feel bad about doing the exact same things as him. Well, he keeps saying you got to separate the business from personal, and this is just business, it's not personal. And Parker Posey's like, yeah, but it's all all the same which is what meg ryan eventually says too but in a different way um but parker posey's character doesn't seem like a horrible person until like near the nearer the end she well she's kind of always bragging about her business decisions and you're allowed to be proud the way they negatively affect other people oh maybe i just think at the idea of someone wanting a high advance on their book and stuff Maybe I just wasn't paying attention to what she was saying. <laughs> like, oh, it's Parker Posey. I think she's she's exposed as more of a... My microphone went off. She's exposed <laughs> as more of a ghoul the longer it goes on. But it's just like, because we're supposed to 
want Tom Hanks to leave her. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I thought she played the character really funny. So yeah. I was into it. Yeah, that shit was delightful. Um, oh, also some shit with Meg Ryan's mom who owned the bookstore when it wasn't going under and also died. And then she has a lot of really fun conversations with her mom's definite ex-lover. Not ex-lover. Widow, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Who's, like, presented as her, what, old friend or something? Yeah, she's presented in, like, an an older role model type way. Yeah. But then she, like, whips out a locket with her mother's picture in it. And you're like, so you guys were in love. Yeah. And there's a couple of things she said where it was like, oh, you guys were definitely, like, dating like um which i thought was weird because i didn't outright say that but they did outright say that the tom hanks's future mother-in-law who was hitting on him all the time uh ran away with their nanny so it's like she's queer but like we won't say that about your mom well yeah i think it's okay with the stepmother figure in the 90s because she's not a beloved maternal figure she's a slut (laughs) Yeah, but the other the nanny seemed <laughs> the nanny seemed not sluttish, so they're gonna, you know, make one one fully rounded woman. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've established who Meg Ryan is and who Tom Hanks is in this movie. Tom Hanks's family is uh, really shitty. He has like his dad is like the same way, and I think his grandfather is sort of like. I don't know, same way, but they're all, like, womanizers, um, serial non-committers or whatever. I forgot about all this. Sorry? I forgot about all this. I forgot about most scenes. (laughs) That can be the end of that sentence, actually. (laughs) I'm just sort of remembering them as I go. But, yeah, Tom Hanks' family is bad, but he he has an aunt because his father keeps, like, uh, like marrying a new woman or whatever every few years and having another child or some, something like that. He has an aunt who's like, I don't know, seven or eight years old and like a brother who's like four or five, like learning to spell sort of thing. Mm. Um, and he's taking them out on the town one day and they decide to go to uh, Meg Ryan's bookstore for like reading time. And he something tries- they probably don't do at Fox books. Yeah. That's Meg Ryan's whole sticking point is that their business isn't going to go under because they have people. Yeah, well, and it's like, we'll have stuff that they don't have and they'll have stuff we don't have, so it'll just go around. It's like, no, they're going to have everything, and if they don't, they're going to offer to get it in at still a cheaper price than what you can have it for. Like, I get Meg Ryan's character in this movie is, like, sunny and cute and very sweet and idealistic, but... Mm. Um, she still lives in New York, right? Like, who living in New York in the 90s is like, there's room for everyone. I think, like, I think it's just her because she makes some sort of comment on it to, um, although maybe it's just trying to show that she's happy because she got an email from her internet friend. But, like, to the girl who works for her, she's like, isn't it a beautiful day? And she's like, yeah, I guess. And it's like a cloudy, gross, cold day. Much like today. No one can see this. 
shitty boyfriend also thinks that. Yeah, they both have weirdly sunny dispositions, except yeah. she doesn't have it towards him. He's, you know what? He's a douche, but he seems like an okay partner. Yeah, like he, okay, like the thing I don't like is he always interrupts her when she's trying to be like, hey, you're. Uh, <laughs> um, Google opened and. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> and decided to search for something for me. Um, he always interrupts her and like when she's trying to make a point or she's like getting mad at him and he'll be like, I know, I know, it's blah, blah, blah. And like go off topic essentially and derail the conversation, which always annoyed me. It's like, she's trying to tell you to shut up and you're like, I know I've bought too many typewriters. and <laughs> It's different. Um, like overall, he doesn't seem like a horrible guy. But yeah, He's a like supportive partner, I should say. Yeah. Like I wouldn't like to date him because his personality seems terrible, but as a partner, he seems very supportive of her work and her dreams. Yeah, like not not the worst person. If your friend brought him home, you'd be like, "Well, he's annoying, but he's <laughs> like he seems to like you." Yeah. <laughs> and he seems to be trying a bit, so Don't bring him around all the time, but he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, where were we? So, yeah, Tom Hanks shows up at her bookstore. He introduces herself, himself to her and they, do they flirt a little? Yeah, he, like, sees her and is immediately in love. Yeah, and he they, talks about how beautiful she is a bunch. Yeah, Meg Ryan's very cute, but even in the 90s, I don't think she's, like, a unfathomably yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, she's super cute. <laughs> I made this comment in there, like the haircut in the nineties that she has, it makes people look like an alien. Cause it like yeah. just makes the top of their head look like really big and bulbous. And then it like narrows down on the bottom. That's so cute. <laughs> but yeah, like she's not, she's not like a supermodel woman type. Well, I don't know if I should say supermodel. She's not like, well, but neither is Tom Hanks. So maybe they're just trying to do a more down to earth. Yeah, that's the thing, though, is, like, I'm not really sure how this character, this descendant of men who date exclusively younger women, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just Meg Ryan isn't the type. Yeah, but I think that's got to be it, too, where he's like, she's different. No, I understand. What I'm trying to get at, Melissa, is that this movie's dumb. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. The whole premise of this movie is dumb. These characters are completely unbelievable. She's too <laughs> sunny, too happy for a fucking business owner living in New York. And he's too pure hearted for someone who's later going to catfish a woman and absolutely gaslight the shit out of her. Yeah. I also just want to say how weird it is to see Tom Hanks in these like shitty dude movies when you're like, everyone associates you with being like a super nice, like, um, uh what am i trying to say wholesome dude yeah wholesome guy but it's like you've played an asshole very well yeah but that's but that's the frustrating thing is his character is not really supposed to be an asshole really who we're supposed to forgive him like every because oh, yeah. he feels bad every time he's a dick yeah and then you see his parents or his father and you're like oh well he's not as bad as that and it's like that's those aren't the criteria. Not being yeah. as bad as our parents cannot be the bar. It must be higher than that. It has to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this movie was frustrating, and 
regard. It's like every choice these characters made were bad. Yeah. Like, um. Yeah, just like Meg Ryan being like, they're not going to put us out of business until they were like, you know, a week away from going out of business. It's like you have like, where was your head this whole time? Like, yeah. And the, like, I don't like the way he treats Parker Posey. I get that she's also supposed to be a ghoul and maybe it's just Parker Posey's face because she's always playing someone who's like completely oblivious to how she's perceived. Yeah. But like, yeah, he had a very much like, this is just a person I'm dating. Uh, definitely not going to marry her. Barely remember her name type thing. Like it seemed, seemed like she was more of a burden for, to him. Is your microphone off? Yes, hello. Hi. <laughs> I was going to say, yes, like fucking hiding from Meg Ryan at the next uh, party scene. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to get caught having flirted with her or something. Bizarre. Well, I guess he doesn't want to get caught being who he is. Right. So at the, <laughs> at the bookstore, he meets Meg Ryan. They flirt a little. He's in love with her. He lies about, well, he doesn't tell her who he is. Yeah. And his kid starts spelling Fox because he learned to spell his name. Yeah. And she's like, can you spell dog? And he says F-O-X. Yeah. Just spells Fox a bunch of times. And she's trying yeah. to... I, like, her interaction with kids is kind of fun, though. Like, as they're leaving, she goes, um, what was the kid's name? Thomas? Sure. <laughs> or Max or something. <laughs> she's like, oh, I've got a really important question for you. Can you spell cat? And he goes, F-O-X. <laughs> and she's like, all right. <laughs> I just thought that was, like, the best part of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if this had just been... I I do want a movie just set in Meg Ryan's children's bookstore. Yeah. And also, I know I'm skipping ahead again, but, like, the fact that instead of, like, finding some sort of compromise where she gets something she wants, like, the happy ending is that her bookstore goes under her... Her and, beloved mother's bookstore that they spend this entire movie establishing is like her full identity. Yeah. And then her, fucking, like, her username is shop girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then her good friend that she met online turns out to be this asshole she knows in person. And then she's supposed to be like, oh, it's all working out because he is actually kind of a nice person and he likes her too. Oh, no, wait. She does get something she wants. What? She learns how to be mean to people. Oh, yeah. But she doesn't like that once she gets it. <laughs> That's her personal growth is she learns how to be an absolute asshole and then feel remorse. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> it's just like she gets such a short end of the stick and then by the end she's just like, but she has love with this guy who's treated her so badly. Like, <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a horrible relationship for her. Oh, I hated this movie after we watched it, but the more we talk about it, the more I hate it. Like, it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this is one that Kathleen suggested to us because she wanted to hear us talk about how terrible it is because yeah. otherwise, sorry, dude, <laughs> bad yeah. choice. Yeah. Well, also Kathleen suggested this to us after we had watched it. Yeah. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like we watched this and we were disappointed in that way. I suggested this movie because it kept popping up on my Netflix recommended. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, let's do it. Yeah. And, it seems yeah. like such a fun concept. They fucked it up so bad. Like the early world of internet dating. Let's talk <laughs> about that. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. anyway so we've gotten to the first like 10 minutes of the movie okay so that then they meet at that party yeah and tom hanks steals all the caviar yes that is a fun scene that's that's silly like he's just such an asshole and she's incredulous like you're taking all of the caviar and then i feel like that was that's in every trailer i've ever seen for this movie that caviar is a garnish (laughs) (laughs) the party scene was like a pretty good scene um and then parker posey meets uh meg ryan's boyfriend whose name i do not know um and she's like, oh, you're so-and-so. I've read your work. I Like, I love it or whatever. And he's, like, all flattered. And then you find Which out later bizarre. she's never read it. Yeah. Oh, she's never read it? <laughs> no, sorry. She's read it, but she doesn't get any of it. Okay. I, I missed that part. Yeah. Because I just like, don't I could not understand for the entire movie why she has any interest in this man who hates capitalism. Yeah. yeah well, because he can still make her money, right? It's true. Um, this is a Nora Ephron movie. What else has she done? When Harry Met Sally. Haven't seen it. Sleepless in Seattle. Haven't seen it. Her last film was Julie and Julia. Also have not seen. Okay. I did watch Bewitched. I don't remember it. Anyway, uh, are they all like this? I don't know, but I would hope not. But I have a feeling... Oh, Sleepless in Seattle is also Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Don't oh. know why I didn't know that. See, yeah, because I, I looked it up. I was looking up who wrote it because I wanted to say the only saving grace of this entire movie is Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks and the way they interact with each other. Yeah. Like, even that caviar is a garnish would have been a bullshit, very annoying line if it hadn't been delivered the way Meg Ryan delivers it. <laughs> yeah. She's just so mad. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Which I think she does say. I think she goes, how dare you a couple of times. And then she just starts taking it off his plate as they're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see that. She's standing in front of him with a little spoon, putting it, taking it off his plate and putting it onto hers as they're talking. <laughs> So there's some parts of this movie that are very good. <laughs> yeah. Where were we? So they meet at the party. Yeah, and the party ends and they're mad about it. And then they keep running into each other because her little shop around the corner is right around the corner. Yeah. And it shows them avoiding each other a lot. And then one time they're in a supermarket and she sees him. So she's been avoiding him. And then she goes to check out and she got into a cash only line. Idiot. Yeah. And then she's like, She's like, please, can I just use this? I just, I don't have any cash. Like, everyone's getting mad at her. And then he comes over and he charms the cashier somehow. Yeah, just like shows off how manipulative he is, I guess. Yeah. But it's like not, I wouldn't be charmed by that. Neither would I. I'd be like, both of you get the hell out. Like, yeah. Well, no, I'd more likely just throw fucking Meg Ryan a bone because she's obviously embarrassed that she did that and she's just like please can i just use this yeah i don't know i'm very mean to people no i probably wouldn't be mean but i'm backtracking now sure yeah 
he i thought for some reason like i feel like it would have been better if he was just like oh i have cash here you go yeah but instead he just like pressures who will charms the um check out like the cashier to let meg ryan buy her groceries they do that a few times with tom hanks where they're trying to establish him i guess as a good businessman and as like a people person like when he gets stuck in the elevator yeah and first of all the elevator attendant doesn't know what to do now that the elevator is stuck for some reason so he just presses every button yeah and then tom hanks call like picks up the receiver to ask for help and Parker Posey immediately takes it from him and starts screaming at them. Yeah. And then he takes it back and like calmly explains what they need, which like you can establish your businessman being a people person without constantly putting him next to a hysterical woman. You could try that sometime. It's like everyone's incompetent except for Tom Hanks. Yeah. That's because you have to make every other character incompetent for anything he does to seem exemplary. Like, he's not special. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what happens in this movie. I only remember the beginning and the end. (laughs) So, whatever. There's a lot of montages, it feels like, of them running into each other too much. Yeah. Uh, And then there's just some weird... Oh, yeah, there's the media spot that they both do. Um, Is that the one... Sorry, (laughs) and throughout all this, they're talking to each other online, not realizing who one another is yeah so he's giving her business advice and she's complaining about this complete jackass who's trying to ruin her life Mm -hmm. and his advice to her amounts to to be mean yeah it's not personal it's business or something like that yeah you know do what you gotta do which i guess she does start like having sort of a campaign to get people more interested in the bookstore again and try and save it. Yeah. I can't remember if that she starts it before he knows who she is or after. Um, before because that's she also when she does the media spot and then he's at the gym with Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Watching her talk about what an idiot he is. Yeah. And then they <laughs> the news like has an interview with him, but they cut it short. So all he says is like, "I sell cheap books." So sue me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's good and funny. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then she's asking for like business advice, business advice sort of thing, but they have a rule that they don't give any specifics about their lives. Um, so he asked something else and she's like, no, no, I can't give any specifics or whatever. And he's like, I think we should meet. Yeah. At the first time he suggests that they don't, she doesn't seem to respond even. Yeah, which it's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then eventually she breaks up with her boyfriend who wants to leave her for Parker Posey. I thought it was the lady on the um, the interview lady. Oh, right, right, right. I kept waiting for it to be Parker Posey because that's yeah. a more fun story. And yeah, so he does an interview. Oh, right. So he asked, she asked him to write a column about her bookstore Mm -hmm. and he does. And then he ends up on TV doing an interview about the bookstore fighting big business or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Cause it's his place to speak for her. 
Well, she's asked, <laughs> but he would have done it anyway. Oh, yeah. And then there's the bit where he asks to make sure that she's taping it while it's airing. And yeah. then like the next second on the interview <laughs> is him talking about how ridiculous it is that people tape things. Yeah. The whole like point of going out of your house is to miss the things that are on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, I don't think it is, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, he's a silly guy. Yeah. A lot of yeah. So um, that women are inexplicably horny for this man. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking um, interviewer is into him, obviously, during the interview. And eventually he leaves her, Meg Ryan, for her. Yeah, they both decide they don't love each other at the same. They say it at the same time, and then they're like, "What a relief! Are you? Have you been cheating on me with who? Like <laughs> that person sounds good for you." And it's like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it all worked out. So whatever. Yeah, honestly, of anything in this movie that I think is like gross and badly written, that's a nice amicable breakup. Amicable breakup. Yeah, like that's sort of, that's ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us like each other. Okay, well, goodbye then. Um, meanwhile, when Tom Hanks breaks up with Parker Posey, it's because he's sitting in the elevator as it's stuck, thinking about what a piece of shit she is. Yeah, and she can't find a Tic Tac, and she's having a fit. Yeah, everyone's talking about what they're going to do when they get out of there, and that's when he realizes he doesn't want to spend his time with her. Yeah, yeah, because the elevator operator was like, I'm going to ask my, my girlfriend to marry me because we should be married and I love her. And this is making me realize that I should have asked her a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> then he goes to live on a boat. Right. With his dog. Brinkley? Mm-hmm. Weird name. And then um, while they're on the boat, they they hear something from the factory across the water. And... Then one of the criminals that's working there comes by to see and the shoots an old man. And so Tom Hanks and the dog have to go around fighting crime. I've forgotten the plot of Turner and Hooch. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and frankly, just is actually a huge dog and just bites people's necks all the time he tells he says the name of his dog right to this woman he's not supposed to be sharing personal details with yes insane that they run into each other constantly and he has not she's not once heard him call his dog's name yeah and also his dog gets mentioned and then disappears and then gets mentioned a bit in the middle and then disappears and then comes back at the end yeah the dog was definitely just like an afterthought like, how yeah. do we get this to connect? Well, you Let's know, dogs dog are pretty self-sufficient. They don't need constant attention or... No. No. And people who have dogs don't immediately tell you about their dog. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So he's living on a boat. Then his dad does it. His dad's fiance runs off with the nanny. And so the dad comes to live with Tom Hanks on the boat. And then he says something gross about how he'll just find another wife. Yes, essentially, he's like, well, I gotta find another another lady then. Um, like, it, the conversation is Tom Hanks, like, listing his other, like, girl previous girlfriends or whatever. 
Um, and a lot of them were nannies. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the dad had forgotten all of that. Um, and then, then he tells Tom Hanks that his just recent ex-fiance ran off with the nanny. And he's like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then he's like, yeah, well, now, whatever it is, he's like, going to go find another one. And Tom Hanks is like, yeah, well, well um, sure, easiest How thing in the he? world. Just find someone you love and want to spend the rest of your life with in just like a couple of days or whatever. And the dad's like, yeah, that's not what this is about. <laughs> yeah. Never loved any of these people. And Tom Hanks is like, I'm nothing like my father. Yeah. And then Wait. he sets up a date with Meg Ryan. Yeah. Um, and then he stands her up on that date, kind of. What one was that? Huh? When they well, they're supposed to meet in a coffee shop or something, and he gets Dave Chappelle to come with him. Mm-hmm. And they're like, he's freaking out because he's worried she's gonna be fucking ugly or something. Yeah, that was it. He goes on this big thing with Dave Chappelle, where Dave Chappelle's like, she could be a dog, and he's like, this could look like she could look like an ugly man, and I'd still be like a minute away from proposing to her, like she's that perfect. <laughs> which is weird anyway but also it's like yeah she could be ugly who cares like yeah she could be ugly what the fuck but also um she's not perfect you don't know her you've done nothing but exchange emails that are written no one talks like that that's yeah. fucking john green level dialogue right here like no one fucking talks like that <laughs> no one should aspire to talk like that like <laughs> Yeah, and then they see who it is, so she he doesn't go in. And then he comes back a little while later, but doesn't say who he is and, like, just bothers her. Yeah, and lets her believe that she's been stood up. Yeah. Like, sits, sits down at her table, and then when she asks him to leave, sits down at the table next to her and yeah. bothers her. Yeah, like, he's not a good guy. No, I fucking hate, fucking hate Tom Hanks in this movie. What a jerk. Yeah. And then, yeah, just, like, teases her the whole night and then eventually leaves. Oh, and then she says something mean to him. Right. Um, really lays into him about being pretty much like a useless person who no one will ever truly love. Yes. Um. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're right. I deserved that. Then he goes. <laughs> I think you might have cut out there. Hi. And then the next day, <laughs> she emails her internet boyfriend um to say fuck you for standing me up but also i was mean <laughs> and i yeah. felt bad yeah i don't like it that i was mean and just told this guy exactly what i was thinking and then um there's a little bit where her store employees try to convince her that he was a fucking criminal a murderer a murderer a killer <laughs> who was arrested up the street <laughs> um i think she decides that can't be true Mm-hmm. And Tom Hanks writes her back, continues to write her and pretend he doesn't know who she is. And then, yeah, the rest of the movie is just him catfishing her, um, orchestrating reasons to run into her and basically take her on dates. Yeah. Uh, while um, using all of the information that she's told him via the Internet. Yeah. So that's pretty cool and a pretty cool way to treat a person. Yeah, he does that the whole time. Like he'll overhear something like his grandfather saying um, that he knew 
like Meg Ryan's mother in this and that she was enchanting. And then he makes some comment about that um, to her. And she's like, yeah, she was. How'd you know? And he's like, oh, that picture behind you and doesn't like at all let on. And then he overhears like someone in her staff say something and he brings that up later. I think the enchanting comment was supposed to be him like so taken aback by how beautiful she is and realizing. Yeah. Like, I don't think that was malicious. It's just like, there's a lot of instances of him knowing more about her than he should. And instead of saying like, what? It's fucking creepy. Yeah. Instead of saying like, Oh, I know this because of this, like, and just telling the truth and being like, you know, your mom and I had a mutual friend sort of thing, and he mentioned her. He's just like, oh, you know, just uh, chose those words for no reason. Yeah. I, like, the first one, I would give a pass because he's uh, lying about his business. Yeah. but He's lying about something else, so obviously he's got to lie about this, too. Yeah, but the the rest is, like, actively collecting information about her to use in person to get her to love him. Yeah. And also to think less of her internet boyfriend. Yeah, he's trying to get her to not like the internet boyfriend. So I think that she'll fall in love with Tom Hanks regularly. Like, normal yeah. guy, which I'm like, how do you keep that secret? Like, through your whole relationship anyway. Um, and then... And then, yeah, and then eventually he has to come clean and be like, it was me. <laughs> well, before that, he confesses that he loves her without telling her that he's internet boyfriend. Isn't that, like, day of, though? Yeah, day of. He's like, if we'd met in any other circumstance, I would have proposed to you immediately or some shit. That's really the threshold for love in this movie is whether or not you're ready to propose. Yeah. Um. And she's like, yeah, but uh, it's not this, this, these circumstances. Yeah. Things didn't happen like that, you know, because you came and you ran me out of business, made me close this very personal shop. I've got to go meet this guy that I feel like I have a connection with. So bye. Yeah. Um, Also, just before this, she does eventually go to Fox Books just to take it all in, I guess, just Mm -hmm. to realize that, um, the virtue of progress, you know, that this big box store really is something. But then she overhears um, one of the employees being asked a question and he doesn't know the answer to it. Yeah. He doesn't know the author or the someone's asking about a popular children's book series and he doesn't know what they're talking about. And then that's supposed to be the evidence that um, her store was important because she knows the names of an author. Yeah, but also, like, it's one of those things where someone comes into your store and they're like, do you have, like, you know, like, what she asked for the shoe books? And he's like, the shoe books? No, I don't, I haven't heard of that. And it's like, you know, when they ask, like, a vague question that's sort of related to, like, a series or something or whatever they're looking for, but they have no idea what it is. So you have to, like, piece it together. Mm -hmm. But, like, Meg Ryan only knew because she really liked these books or whatever like she knew they were popular so she's like oh i know exactly what that is but it's like this guy could have known what books it were well he didn't because he didn't know the author or anything but he could have known what books they were and just needed more information from her yeah well i mean it also seemed like he wasn't going to help this person i wouldn't have well 
<laughs> we established that earlier, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> anyway, that was just a scene I remembered. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for listening. So yeah, then she then she goes to meet her internet boyfriend. And who is it? Sprinkly. <laughs> it's Tom Hanks, and he looks very awkward. And then she looks mad and then she starts crying and she's like, I'd I'd hoped it was you. And then they kiss, I think. Yeah. And Binkley tries to pull them apart because he knows it's a bad idea. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Get your faces away from each other. And that's the movie. That's the whole fucking movie. We told it better than it was. So Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that caviar scene's really good though. <laughs> <laughs> It does have a couple good scenes, but yeah. overall, this was a shitty movie. I that's it seems to be our summary of like any comedy we watch. Yeah, it's like this thing was irredeemably bad, and you shouldn't watch it, but you should watch these four scenes. Yeah, so they'll be on YouTube. Go yeah. find them. <laughs> that caviar. That caviar is a garnish. <laughs> you can't take it. What are you doing? <laughs> anyway bad movie don't watch it whatever yeah don't watch it at all you never should be ashamed of yourself Nora Ephron yeah we'll watch a couple more of your movies and let you know if you should be ashamed of yourself forever or if it was just this one I remember when Harry Met Sally being funny but I haven't watched it since I was like 11 I've never watched it I I think I only liked it because I was 11 and it had that orgasm joke in it is that the I'll have what she's having yeah <laughs> orgasms anyway uh, yeah so do you have a wine and a grape i'm sure i could dig one up i already graped about my well i didn't say this i don't think i said this i replanted a whole bunch of the lettuces and cucumbers and then a squirrel came and like dug them all up last night so i had to replant them again god the squirrel wants to ruin your garden the squirrel, like, when I was replanting them, cheese was outside with me, and the squirrel came by, had two nuts in her mouth, and <laughs> <laughs> was just, like, walking along, and cheese saw her and, like, was following her around the fence. And wow. so I was like, I, like, want you to scare off the squirrel, but I, I don't want you to eat the squirrel. <laughs> so, like, followed Maybe her around. Maybe should let her eat the squirrel. Well, I think the squirrel's a mom, though. Well, listen, the squirrels around you have to learn somehow. Yeah, the babies must know. Yeah, um, yeah but anyway, she didn't, there wasn't ever an opportunity for Cheese to get her, so we were okay. safe on that part. But I was really hoping that would, like, scare her off. I'm like, you see there's a cat, the cat smells around here. Um, but no, she mm -hmm. came back in the middle of the night. Tried to dig around, put her nuts places. Yeah. Squirrel has so many nuts and so many teats. <laughs> anyway, do you have a grape? <laughs> um, my cat Lover. left three turds just throughout the house today. I cleaned her litter box, so I don't know what the problem was. <laughs> um, but she left one just sort of at the entrance to the bedroom, a little offering there. And then two by the door to the place, to the home. Um, and so I didn't step in any of them. Nice. 
but still not pleasant. No, it's not. That's not enough. Yeah, I still had to look at and touch them, so it's not enough. <laughs> Sounds like you were just observing them and not cleaning them up the way you said it, but whatever. You might be off. Hello. Hello. You have a wine? Uh, yeah, wine. I had a big sandwich. Excellent. Had a good dinner last night. Got a bit of a better sleep last night than I have been getting the rest of the week. Didn't dream of any betrayals, so that's great. Mm, we love it. Yeah. And you? Um, when was the last time we recorded? Um, I think it was like last Thursday. Okay, so we I don't we haven't recorded since my birthday. No. Oh, oh, I had a really good birthday. Yay! Um, and I met you guys at the park. Yeah. And we saw so many dogs. Oh, so many. That's um, also my line. That was a good day. <laughs> um, Chloe and Tom stopped by. My parents stopped by. So we had a little distance conversation there. Nice. Um, Pretty good. Slowly starting to be allowed to do things again. So mm. <laughs> that's our wine. <laughs> We're allowed to look <laughs> at people now. Yep. Six people at a time we can look at. Yeah. Well, we'll have this record of the of the pandemic when we're all allowed to go back out and we'll be able to listen to it and be like, that was so weird. Yeah. Remember when? <laughs> Remember when we weren't allowed to like be near people or touch people? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. This is going to last so long, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's going to get less restrictive, but it's not like we're going to be able to do anything fun for a while. We'll see. <laughs> oh, and I'm drinking coffee out of a beautiful mug. Oh. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's porcelain, and it's green, and it says sad and sleepy on it. Yeah! <laughs> and it says fart on the other side. In beautiful cursive. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I made a couple other uh, porcelain mug forms that I got to go uh, put handles on and stuff tomorrow. Tomorrow when I go to my studio. Ooh, she goes to her studio. She has <laughs> pottery in her studio. Yeah. Um, that book I'm reading. Yeah. So many characters are so observant about ceramic shit. Oh. Like there's just so many characters who know Jack all about ceramics but they'll like walk up to something and just be like oh my god look how beautiful it is like be completely moved by it and she's like oh yes i made that i'm a ceramicist <laughs> love it <laughs> it's in french right yeah yeah <laughs> it's i'm a writer slash potter mm -hmm. and i wrote this book about how people love ceramics <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> okay I think I guess that's it <laughs>